It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where our Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. Well, it is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on the new Shine FM. This is The Session, and I'm Scott Saunders here with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Christmas Eve together. Wow. It's been a while since we've done one of these on a Christmas Eve. That's for sure. Usually we're all off. You're off flying into the hinterland to see a kid somewhere or other. That's right. This year, everybody stays home. We are staying home until early January, like second week of January. I think we're going to go to Texas. Aha. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a Mandy trip. It is. It's going to see Mandy and uh, my siblings. We're going to connect with them. That They live in Dallas. and They're going to meet us halfway. I think we're going to go to Waco and see the Magnolia. I thought you were say, you were going to say you were going to go see a golf course. Well, I am going to do that too. <laughs> Go figure. Gee, I wonder why. Yeah, a friend has connected me with a golf course that I was looking at online last night. He works for the golf course, so he's going to be my host, and it's, I want to say, Riverbend Country Club in the hills of Austin. Now, not many people know, but it's very hilly. I was going to say, I I don't put hills and Texas together. That's right. Yeah. You know? I think they're all piled up in Austin. <laughs> well, good. That yeah. sounds like a good time after what we've been through in 2020. Right. With surgeries and COVIDs and everything right. else. How How is uh, how is Findlay handling uh, you and COVID and everything else? Well, he's been glad I've been around more. <laughs> yeah. he's He has paid some surprise visits to a number of virtual sessions. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, he's trying to be a therapy dog. Well, he is. He's, See? He's working at it. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, today we are going to talk about Christmas traditions. I had mentioned on, on Beyond Belief on my show that, well, I wasn't quite sure what we were really going to talk about, and about five minutes ago we, de- uh, <laughs> we yes. decided. So we're going to talk about Christmas traditions and their importance today. But before we dive in, Tom, we dive into God's Word. And Scott, out of Second Thessalonians 2.15, and this is important, my friends, that's why you must remain faithful. Paul is encouraging them to be faithful and follow closely what he has taught. So, you know, there's the idea of teaching and that they should follow it in his instruction. To follow it is, is kind of like the theme of what we're going to talk about today. And to follow the traditions that, uh, that Paul laid down. And today we're going to talk about the idea of a family tradition. Let's, let's start with the very basics, Tom. Why do we need family traditions. Well, Scott, it's, I think it's important. For one, we can teach about Jesus to our children and that they begin to have memories about not only the traditions, but how we incorporated Jesus into it. But it, it becomes a natural for them then. They learn it, and it's, it's, it's also part of facilitating family life. 
So what were some early family traditions for the Russell household? Well, the one that comes to mind was how we had the children at the top steps every Christmas morning, and I would read the Christmas story, and then I'd get out of their way. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. One of our family traditions involves steps, too. Mm-hmm. It was always later in the day when we got to Grandma and Grandpa's. Each family would pile in together on the steps, right? and we would take a family picture. Mm-hmm. And you go through our photo albums, and you will see some pictures of different families over the years on the steps. Right. And one of the last things I did, I was the last person in Grandpa's house when we cleaned out his house. Right. And I spent several emotional moments just sitting on those steps. Oh, really? And remembering? And just kind of looking around the house and, and how empty it was then. Right. And just remembering. Right. You know, taking in all those memories, just kind of letting them flow over me. Oh, how cool is that, that? I'll always cherish that. So... The other reality, Tom, is that a lot of families are blended families now. Is it important for these blended families to develop their own traditions, or is it okay to keep, well, now you're from this family originally, so you're going to do that, and we're going to still do what we did? Right. I think the right answer there, Scott, is yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But, But I'll explain. I think that we want to incorporate traditions for the children that they are used to. And then as we bring in what would be step-siblings, they have their traditions also, but then we should have ours. And for those who who are aware of this, that it could be coming, you really want to have the conversation with the children beforehand. We talk about what is yours and what is ours and what's going to be ours together, the, the blending of it. Because if you wait until Christmas Day, and you just react to things, it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. It's not Christmas, then it just becomes a f- putting out fires. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, people are a little more sensitive on uh, Christmas about you know what they might get or not get. And you, you want to embrace the moment and wrap your mind around this is Christmas, and, and about the time you do that, it's over. Right, yeah. right. And the kids have run off yelling and doing whatever it is they're going to do. Yeah. Now... Let's let's talk to the newlyweds. Okay. You're newlywed, and now you've got to decide what your family tradition's going to be. Yeah, that's true. And so you can, I think, be proactive and talk about it beforehand. And you ask each other, what was important to you and what's important to me, and how do we incorporate that together? Well, the last Christmas, Scott, before Kathy and I got married, I was living in this trailer. And we were trying to do a Christmas tree on a low budget. And I'll always remember this. We didn't have a, a Christmas tree stand officially. But somebody said, you know, if you use a, a, a bucket, you put some stones in the bottom of it, and the tree will sit in it, and that'll be fine. Well, we didn't have a steel bucket, but we had a, a plastic one. So I did it. We put it in the tree. And it was on that side of the living room. And I, by the time I walked over to the living room and sat on the couch next to Kathy. We both sat down and watched as the tree slowly fell over. <laughs> and that's our first memory of, of Christmas together. But so then we, you know, we began to have other traditions that we began to put in place. You should have just gone with the Charlie Brown tree and you'd have been fine. <laughs> that's right. I've often said, I think there's some real merit in the Charlie Brown tree or the yeah. little one you put on the, you know, the tabletop. <laughs> Well, that just shows that sometimes my views are not necessarily those of the the management. management. (laughs) 
one thing we have learned over the years that our views are not necessarily those of the management. And life can be good when they're not our views. There you go. Yes. Oh, yeah. So let's let's talk about these traditions a little bit and <clears throat> maybe some ideas for folks that are maybe trying to figure out the blended family Christmas or their first Christmas. Right. You know, because you're dealing with everything from what the in-laws want. Right. To what your new spouse wants. Right. To the kids clamoring at you and the blended family saying, well, we did this before. We did this before. We did it. Well, I want to do that. Yeah. You know, how, how do you maintain sanity and peace? Well, I think you ship the kids to grandma's. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Ah. <laughs> That's true. No. And, and I, I really think the majority of the head-on collisions that take place uh, happen because we're reactive. And we haven't really thought through or thought ahead about what we can do. And, you know, how about where in-laws might feel wounded or offended because they perceive that the children always go to the other in-laws right. and not to them. Well, you know, I'm not real sure who in our family figured it out. Probably Kathy, that every other year they would go to their, the in-laws and the other year they would come to us. Well, it seems to work out fairly well. Although, you know, now when they're in three different states, that's a whole different ballgame. <laughs> that would make it a little challenging. Yeah. So we're going to offer up a couple of ideas today, too. And and I'll try and post this in the show notes on the podcast network at shinefmohio.com, where you can find the session and listen to past episodes. I've still got to get the archive built in there. I'll get there eventually. Okay. It's sure. uh, the podcast network for us on shinefmohio.com is new. And I've got to get all the old files from before in there so that they can be okay. enjoyed. And I still got to get the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a tradition here uh -huh. where we would air the episode known as the kids, which was yeah. your kids yeah. on a microphone in the middle of the dining room table telling stories on you and Kathy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want to get those in the archive and I'll uh -huh. let you know when I do. Okay. But, Focus on the Family had put together an article, um, Christmas Activities that Focus on Jesus. And I know a lot of this is age appropriateness, too. Right. You know, I did a, a little thing on my show last week about, you know, weird things that happen in nativity sets. And if you have two-year-olds, right. the last thing you want to do is put out the porcelain nativity <laughs> set from your great-grandparents. Yeah, that's right. You know, if it's breakable... You know, you don't want to put it out with two-year-olds. Right. You know, you want to even be careful with six- and seven-year-olds because you never know when Batman may wind up in the nativity right. scene. You never know what the dog might want to do with nativity set. You, you yeah. just got to be careful. So, be you know, take all of this with a grain of salt and be appropriate. And then we're not going to cover all of these, but let's start with one, Tom, called the keepsake ornament. Now, my mom worked for Hallmark. Okay. So, we have a keepsake ornament uh -huh. every year <laughs> okay we, our tree is pretty much all hallmark <laughs> ornaments it's all hallmark um my daughter has a separate tree and because she's really big on tweety bird yeah she it's virtually a tweety bird tree interesting yeah so, uh -huh. so you know the idea of a keepsake ornament maybe especially in the blended family situation right. might be good a good way for a, a new tradition to start yeah and, and i really like the idea uh, of it and in you know ornaments on our tree early in our marriage was really uh, an eclectic approach <laughs> because mom and dad my parents 
pretty much we're not doing a whole lot of Christmas tree decorating. So we inherited a ton oh, yeah. of ornaments. And of course, then we, you know, we might find a few here and there. So it was very much like a Heinz 57 variety that was up there. Right. Well, you know, there are traditions that are happening today. Fast forward that Kathy is doing with our children that they always get a, a traditional ornament for Christmas. And believe it or not, our staff gets an ornament. Nice. Yeah. It, says heritage christian condos <laughs> <laughs> but those are traditions that have started and so how could we do a christmas show scott and not talk about how, the choice of the trees the tree that we would pick out oh yeah absolutely because there is a way of doing a christmas tree it's a real science to the ladies in our family yes at the time when when mandy was home and, and mom they would look for the perfect Christmas tree. Well, Scott, they're all green. They're all, you know, six feet tall. They're all pine. And so there would be Mandy. She would cover the entire field. Now, now this tree farm at the time probably was several hundred yards long, rolling hills. And, you know, you decided Mandy, but you could always hear her out there. Daddy, I think it's this one, but mom, come look first, you know, (laughs) We let her narrow it down, so we only had to walk half the field. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Well, tradition was it was always on Black Friday. We always went out and got the tree on Black Friday. It didn't matter if there was a blizzard, Scott. (laughs) It didn't matter if the wind was blowing so hard we were going to get blown away. We were going to be out there on Black Friday. Well, now the children are gone. Now what do you do? Well, it was interesting. This is only in 2020 could this happen, Scott. <laughs> because Kathy was recovering from COVID and we wanted to get a tree. We went to Curview, kind of south of Lexington. I went, and the goal for me was to be there when it opened with the tree picked out because it was before church. I want to make sure I made it to church. So I pick out a couple of them and I FaceTime Kathy. And I say, take a look at this tree and see what do you think? Well, she had three to choose from. And she said, one criteria is it had to be taller than me. Well, okay. I'm, I'm six feet. So we found it. And you know, and I showed her, she actually liked the tree I picked. That's a, <gasps> probably the first time in 45 <laughs> years I have picked a tree. <laughs> well, since I got there at like, it opened at nine Sunday morning, I was there at eight 30 well, I had an entire staff of people helping me. They would wrap it. They cut the end off so it was nice and fresh. They loaded it in my vehicle. I had three people wanting me to pay them. Well, one was bad <laughs> enough. But <laughs> and so I was in and out of there before the thing even opened. See, I see one problem, Tom. What's that? You didn't FaceTime Mandy. Oh, that's right. To have Mandy, you you would have had to have walked her all the way around the place to pick the tree out. Oh, my dear. Oh, my goodness. Next year. <laughs> now, does Mandy do that still in Texas? You know, I'm not real sure. I do know that because they have a great room in her house, six feet tall would be lost. <laughs> <laughs> so hers is probably, I don't know, 12 or 14, 15 feet tall. Oh, my. It's... Yeah. No, thank you. 
It's like a two story, you know, gray yeah. room that and so they gotta do something. <laughs> yeah. Her husband surprised her this year and put it up and put the lights on it for her, which was like a an amazing thing for Mandy to to see. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, she had to be pleased with that. So all right, so we let's go back to ornaments a little bit. Okay. And we talk about age appropriateness of ornaments. I know there are families like ours, we have certain ornaments. Right. We have to put them up. But if you have a little one, right, you don't want that ornament destroyed. Exactly. So the idea of maybe splitting the tree in half with the more delicate ones toward the top and the ones that are okay, if little Joey gets a hold of it, it's okay if it breaks. Right. Or handmade ornaments mm-hmm. at the bottom. Now, would handmade ornaments be an appropriate tradition to start maybe with little ones? Wouldn't that be cool? And then as they grow older, more age appropriate might mean a little more sophisticated. Yeah, I think it sounds it sounds good, and it seems like I remember the little kind of paper chains that we would would make. Oh yeah, yeah, and and it didn't matter if they tore those because right. we, we were going to pitch those. <laughs> oh, you know what I hated putting on the trees as a kid? What, what? tinsel? Oh, all that little yeah. silver tinsel that mom just had to lit it up in the air and half of it hit the tree and the other half hit the floor. <laughs> and by the time Christmas was done, it was all gone. And it, yeah, I never, that never made it to our tree. Well, that was, that was popular back then. Yes. I remember as a child too, not only did we have the Christmas tree, but we had our, we were allowed to get our train out, and put it around the tree. Uh huh. Well, my brother and I figured out if we took that tinsel and we laid it on the tracks and the train went over it, it would spark and light up. And oh my. It was fun to watch. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if mom and dad ever saw it. They would probably have thought we were going to catch the house on fire or something with it, but uh, Russell pyro Christmas. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So let's take a look at some other ideas from focus on the family about Christmas activities that focus on Jesus and the keepsake ornament is a good one. Yes. Um, a season of stories. Now I, I'm going to let's unpack this one a little bit. They write one year, my family, found books about Christmas in a local thrift shop and garage sales. We searched for books that told the Christmas story from different perspectives and demonstrated the true spirit of the season. We wrapped each book individually and starting on December 1st, the kids selected one book each night. We unwrapped the book and read it together as a family. This tradition allowed us to wind down each evening with a focus on Christ and the celebration of his birth. And you got some family time. Yeah. And how awesome is that? That it's it's family time, and it's we're, we're celebrating the reason for the season. Yeah, and it's about Jesus, and it's not about the commercial side of it. So, children are, are so impressionable at those ages that they were going to believe it. There was some um, research that supported this in one of our trips to Austin. Our daughter gave us a tour of the bookstore at the University of Texas. And they literally had beginning reader books that talked about being a longhorn. Oh, yeah. Because they were learning at that point, and they were impressionable. So what are they going to grow up thinking? Hook them horns. Yes. Yeah. And so I I was a little... um, teasing my daughter about that. You know, where's the Scarlet and Gray books that talk about being... <laughs> and, and Kathy said, honey, back at our bookstore at Ohio State, we have that. It does talk about that. 
about being a Buckeye. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, you see, now in Lexington, Kentucky, where my daughter was born, you had the same thing, but it was all about being a uh, Wildcat basketball. Oh, yeah. So you always had little basketballs you put in their crib, and they grew up with basketballs in their hands. Blue and white. Yep, blue and white balls. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Ornaments. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Right. Yes. In our house, uh. we have a different issue. Oh, okay. We have a Spartan ornament because uh. I'm a Michigan State graduate. That's right. But we also have a University of Michigan ornament because my wife is a Michigan fan. Oh, my gosh. Yes, and the yeah. tree actually stands up. Oh, it does. It does not collapse. It doesn't. It doesn't burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> but we have oh. some fun with that every year. Oh, I, I would think so. Yeah, and I, well, the, the Michigan coach, Harbaugh, yes. he made the comment two or three weeks before the Ohio State-Michigan game that Michigan will not lose to the Ohio State Buckeyes this year. He was right. He was. Yeah, he was counting the number of heads that had COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But he, yeah. was, he was right. Definitely. And he may never lose to them again either. I bet that's going to be the case. <laughs> I'd be real surprised to find out otherwise. <laughs> so, Tom, we're uh, we're at a point, Christmas Eve. Right. And I know this is going to be tough for a lot of people. Let's right. let's address one more thing before we wrap up today. There's just, here's your rabbit trail for the day. Great. We haven't done one yet, so no. it's, it's fitting. Let's, let's talk to the families that are dealing with the loss of a loved one this Christmas. Right. And maybe there are traditions that you had that now you don't know what to do that mom's not here. Right. The granddad's not here. How do, how do you handle that this time of year? Well, I think you want to be, again, here's that, that term. I think healthy families are proactive. You know, it can be like nobody mentions it and that's not good either. Right. So it, it, just as an example, at Christmas dinner setting that uh, a place setting for that individual. Uh, it could be having uh, taking a picture of the loved one who has passed and, and looking at the picture and talking about whatever memories come to mind. It could be a tradition then at Christmas that we write a letter to that loved one. Um, those are positive ones. Another one that is really important Scheduling wise at Christmas during on Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, if it's possible to go to the gravesite, I would really encourage that. I don't know if I've asked you this before. Okay. Uh, when we go to Michigan and right. we spend time with my in-laws, I will get to the point where I have to leave the house. Right. I just I have to stretch my legs, so I, I get out and I take a drive. Okay. And I will inevitably wind up at the cemetery okay. where my grandmother and grandfather are buried, uh-huh. and where eventually I guess I might be. And I sit there, and I will sit there for a good 10, 15, 20 minutes and talk to them. Yeah. Am I nuts? <laughs> we don't call this a session for anything, Scott, <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> no, we... I. <laughs> Do you know where my office is? <laughs> no, I'll, no. I'll follow you after we get done. Actually, I would encourage that. You know, in the mind of of the loved one who's doing the talking and they're, they're symbolizing and they're, they're uh, picturing in their mind, the individual who's in that grave, it just brings it to become more real. You know, and, and, and we talk about triggers in life, things that, that trigger emotions in, in past memories. You, you mentioned that when you were sitting on the steps and yeah, it triggered memories. 
when, when I had the opportunity to go back to the house I grew up in that had hardly changed at all, it triggered all kinds of memories. Uh, triggers could be good, uh, but they also can be very scary and painful. That tombstone, that gravesite, is a trigger. So it's going to trigger what you feel about it, and it's also therapeutic and healing. Yeah, you just don't want too many people watching you talk. <laughs> It's, not, it's toward the back of the place, so I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you get some answers, then we got... Some. Okay, if I start hearing answers, then I know to look up in the tree above me and see if a squirrel is there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or give me a call. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tom, I also know that there are families that are struggling with this idea of uh, maybe the family is broken or there's a, tra- you know, traditions are just a hard thing. It's uh, It's been 2020, after all. Sitting down with you post-Christmas probably would might be a good idea for some folks. How can they get a hold of you to chat? Well, Scott, I can be reached at 419-526-5523. And there is a number in Ashland. The question is, what is it, Tom? <laughs> Which I asked that same question. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to tell me. 419-496-0007. Very good. Well All done. Right. Well done. Well done. All right. And online, Tom is at HCC Ashland and HCC Mansfield.com. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, guys. Thanks for listening to the session.